1: Switching gears completely now and going overseas, the situation in the Middle East um, has really exploded yet again. Uh The fighting has resumed over the weekend. Uh, it has people outraged all around the world, in fact, and it should. It really, really should. Um, a brutal terrorist attack that left hundreds of people dead, hundreds more kidnapped, um, men, women, children, and in many cases, we saw examples of Awful brutality, the worst of the worst. And then in the weeks that followed, thousands more have died. Again, men, women, children. Tens of thousands more driven from their homes, left to a very uncertain and terrifying future. Um, and video of little kids orphaned, injured, or killed by anyone for any reason should most definitely be the kind of thing that sends people into the streets protesting a situation that is abhorrent by any measure. I get it. Um, it's done that all around the world, um, and that has, in turn, led to more unrest, conflict, even violence, as we take up sides thousands and thousands of miles away. Uh, a lot of that debate, and a lot of the conflict, too, to be honest, has happened on university campuses, and institutions have been scrambling to try and deal with it, find a way to handle it, often missing the mark. So it really begs a bunch of fundamental questions about freedom of expes- expression, freedom of academia, um, and what happens on university campuses, and how you do handle a very controversial, divisive, and extremely emotional topic. To help us with that, we're going to speak with Camden Hutchison, who is an associate professor at the University of BC's Peter A. Allard School of Law. His research includes corporate law, legal history, and the freedom of expression. Camden, thank you so much for being here today. I really do appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. You know, this whole situation has tested, I think, in a lot of ways, freedom of, you know, ideas, freedom of expression. Um, you know, and not just on university campuses, but a lot there as well. And, and it has people questioning, you know, should there be a line? Should there be a limit to that? So, and if so, where should it be drawn? And that's sort of the fundamental issue that we're all struggling with, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think at this point, there has to be. A, then at some point, don't we need to draw a line? Don't we have to say there There has to be a limit? Um, I mean, I, I think that there are, you know, there's certainly limits
0: on freedom of expression under Canadian law. And I think that there's, you know, limits to responsible expression uh, in an academic context. Uh, where you draw the line, uh, that's a difficult Yeah exercise to engage in. I mean, you know, and different people are going to have different perspectives on where you draw the line. That's understandable. I mean, speaking for myself, uh, I would say that you you draw the line in a manner that is sort of maximally uh, conducive to freedom of yeah. expression. So I think in the university context in particular, you want to be especially careful that you're allowing maximum uh, liberty of expression. And that includes expression that may be highly offensive or shocking or outrageous. Uh, to lots of different people, to lots of different members of the university community, uh, but sort of the the history and the purpose of, of universities, you know, in the Western world, is yeah. to serve as as incubators for for really unconventional uh, and arguably even even dangerous ideas, right? Uh, and those ideas might, you know, they could be wrong. They could be, you know, it doesn't mean that they're they're necessarily correct. You know, when somebody says something outrageous, but the idea is that we we sort of allow people to kind of test the limits of responsible expression. Uh, and that's you know, that's kind of how society moves forward is, is by, you know, by engaging the, in these types of debates.
1: Yeah. And, and the principle, and, and like you say, debate, I think for a long time, it's always been, you know, especially on campuses. And that's what we're talking about here is, you know, you can have ideas that are really awful. They're, they're really bad ideas. And in some cases, they're, they're they're scary and dangerous, but they're ideas and you handle them by debating and arguing and and, and, and and handling it that way, not by shutting it down. But that's not what we're seeing necessarily, right? We are seeing it, it shut down, I guess, outright censorship in some, Cases,
0: yeah. So you you sort of ask the question of, of where to draw the line, and in Canada, I mean, a few a few universities actually have drawn the line. So there's been there's been uh, examples of the last uh, month or so, you know, in in the wake of the terrorist attacks of October seventh. There's been examples of um, you know faculty and particularly students engaging in you know pro Palestine or anti Israel expression. Uh, that has, you know, really kind of pushed the envelope. It's yeah. been, you know, offensive. Um, it's arguably condoned violence. It's arguably had anti-Semitic overtones. Um, and universities have drawn the line and, in, in sort of, you know, publicly denouncing uh, expression by students, political expression by students, and in some cases threatening to discipline them. Um, so they they have drawn the line. In my personal opinion, I I think that they drew the line the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that expression should be allowed. Um, I think just because um, expression in support of Palestinian nationalism or any other cause is is shocking or offensive, um, I don't think that that means it should be censored. Uh, I think that expression should be allowed. And as as you said, I completely agree with you. I think that the correct response to expression that we find disagreeable or offensive or shocking is to confront it and to challenge it and to explain, you know, why it's why it's misguided or why it's wrongheaded or why it's based on incorrect facts or what have you. But it's not to punish the people who yeah. are saying it. I think what, that's the wrong approach.
1: I, I agree with you completely. And what's the natural consequences to that candidate? If you start censoring people or censuring people, as we've seen on, on on some campuses, naturally, the debate stops. Right. Which is not what we want.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, debate is debate is stifled. Um, I mean, there's, you know, obviously people are going to, you know, there's some people are going to continue to engage in debate, but at least some people on the margin are just going to, you know, play it safe and yeah. not express themselves. And I, I will say, you know, on the Israel-Palestine issue in particular, um, you know, it's obviously a very, very sensitive issue. It's obviously in the news right now. Uh, but I can tell you for a fact that there's, you know, lots of faculty in Canada who have, you know, views on the Israel-Palestine debate. Who are you know, not expressing themselves Definitely. because it's it's just too it's just too dangerous, right? I mean, there's kind of an organized campaign to identify you know people who are making you know I don't know, arguably offensive or politically incorrect statements about Israel Palestine, and you know publicly stigmatizing yep. them, calling for them to be fired, calling for them to be punished. And, you know, that's a scary environment. So I understand why people don't want to express
1: themselves. I agree completely. Yeah, yeah we've seen it. And you, if you spend any time on social media, there are people that it seems to be all they've been doing for the past month or so is sort of seeking out um, people who haven't said the right thing, haven't said anything, have said the wrong thing and 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 really made it a campaign against them. So, yeah, you're right. When when you get into a situation like that, I think most people just sort of I'm, I'm just not even going to get involved. It's it, it's too risky. As you said, it's too dangerous. Right.
0: And so, like, the label of, you know, like, cancel culture, yeah. it's a bit of a cliche. It's a bit corny. But, you know, with the, the, and, you know, I, I just, I just want to be very clear. Like, I understand why, you know, people on all sides of the issue are sure. really animated by this. Yeah. Like, I understand why people have strong feelings. I understand why people are upset. Uh, but you do, you know, you have like very organized effort to cancel people for saying the wrong things. Totally. And I, personally speaking for myself, I just believe that people should not be punished for their opinions right like i think you know pe- we should talk about these things right if you somebody says something you don't like you can confront them about it you can you know, explain to them why you think they're wrong you know or you can just ignore it and That's live your right. life yeah but I, I i don't i don't like this idea of institutionally punishing people for having the wrong ideas
1: couldn't agree more camden thank you so much for your time i really appreciate you being here